0: Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Melody Terry, VP of Marketing at SupplyPike. Melody, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for coming on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jeremy. I'm really excited to talk to you today.
0: Great. So tell us about SupplyPike.
1: Yeah, so SupplyPike, we are a software company based in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and we create apps for retail suppliers so we we deal with every part of their supply chain allowing for them to actually go and dispute deductions or fees that they're receiving from their retailer get visibility into their sales and their replenishment and lots of fun stuff like that
0: Mm -hmm. i can imagine that this is an interesting time for you guys with all the complications around supply chains
1: it has been a interesting year and a half our our customers you know Kind of going through the ringer right now, but we're we're really happy to be here to help them through Mm -hmm. through these times.
0: Yeah. So, who who is your audience? Who are the decision makers that you're trying to have conversations with?
1: Like I mentioned before, our main customers are retail suppliers. So, think about anyone who is selling product to Walmart so Walmart can sell the product to you that's that's our mm-hmm. that's our bread and butter right there and inside of retail suppliers we we focus on decision maker wise on people inside of finance so again we kind of help them go and fight those those fines and the fees that they're receiving on the retailer so the people who usually deal with the fees are the ones that are in finance. And mm-hmm. we talk to controllers and sometimes analysts, but usually it's it's controllers and the the CFOs and, and people on the the more executive level of the finance size for the for these retail suppliers.
0: Okay. Now I'm sure these people are very, very busy. A lot of people want their time. So what challenges do you face in Getting through all that noise and getting their time and connecting with them and getting engagement,
1: yeah, so our one thing that about our product is it's not something that usually people are going to be buying you know every year, it's something that they're going to be considering you know finding a new solution maybe every five years if if what they currently have isn't working, and so what we've done to kind of get on top of mind is just insert ourselves into kind of their weekly, daily workflow with information. So we actually have a very strong content marketing strategy for for getting in front of these people, creating gated content, creating webinars that are are very well attended. We get about 200 attendees per webinar. So we really try to pre- present ourselves in an in informational informational light and give them education that, you know, they're really seeking for, because there's, there's not a lot of education out there, other than paid services and in our industry. So we give it Mm -hmm. away for free, and let them know, you know, hey, we're, we're here to help. And, you know, if you also want to look into our software, that would be great.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, okay, so webinars are one of your strongest channels, it sounds like. So let's talk about that a little bit. What's your strategy for the webinars? Uh, how do you go about getting a couple hundred people to show up?
1: Yeah, it took us a little bit to to figure that out and to really build a, a machine that was going to, you know, continue to get those attendees to get the registrations. And I think the the thing that really allowed for us to get to that point was adjusting the content hmm. to a place where it is. Focusing on just helping the supplier and it's not focusing on even the value that we can bring to the supplier, but letting them know, you know, this, this is the problem. Here are the solutions that we found to it, without necessarily saying that we are the best solution, even though, you know, we are, how giving them that information really allowed for us to kind of skyrocket with with our atten- the amount of attendees that we had.
0: Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So you really made it all about the audience, all about the attendees. So give me an example before you made that switch, kind of had that realization, what would a typical webinar look like? What kind of content were you featuring?
1: Yeah, exactly. I think we kind of started out how many companies probably start out and how many companies are really still doing it today, where, you know, you you say a fun topic that maybe has a couple of buzzwords in there like AI and you know, will will help you fix this problem, and then whenever attendees show up, it's not it's not really showing them how to fix the problem, other than using your software, using mm. your product, and that, you know, a comment that we would get on feedback because we always are looking for feedback after after these initial ones were you know, it felt kind of bait and switchy or they didn't Mm. leave without information that they already knew. And so when we, we heard a couple of those over and over again, we're like, we have to, we have to do something about this because with webinars, you know, it takes a lot of resources. You have to do the promotion, you have to get the content, you have to do the design and to have people walk away and not getting anything from it is doing a disservice to them and doing a disservice to us. So, um, that's, I think that was the real aha moment um, for us.
0: Okay. So you got that customer feedback and you're like, okay, we, if we're really going to get the real value from this, we have to think of a different way. And so what was your thought process once you realized that? What was your next step? What was your next move?
1: My next move was asking people what they were interested in learning about and then finding people inside of our team who would be willing to put together the content and present on it. We we are a company that's actually mostly software engineers, so we don't have a lot of extroverted people. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to convinced convince a few developers, you know, hey, would you be willing to to come up here and talk a little bit about, you know, the what you've put your you know, all your expertise and in, in learning. So
0: Okay. And I mean, I would think, you know, one of the keys to any good presentation, you know, whether it's a webinar or something else, is the presentation itself and who's leading it. So, you know, not to cast aspersions on the software engineers, right? I'm sure that, you know, there are some who are awesome at that. But still, like you say, there's a certain persona, right? Did yeah. you. Did you have to do a lot of sort of internal coaching and training around, like, here's how you do a, an engaging webinar presentation?
1: I think actually, one thing that how we kind of approached it ended up working out very well for us because we typically have a host, which this is the industry expert. It's the person who's, you know, has five, 10 years in the industry, has seen all of the data, has seen all of the edge cases, and we have a facilitator. And so the facilitator's job is to really be that, you know, that grease, that the the bubbly person who is answering questions, who is asking questions, who's really engaging with the audience. And then we let the, the industry expert, you know, be the one who who is talking to, about the industry and allowing for dynamics to just play out naturally without necessarily doing a lot of coaching, you know, pairing up people who we think have a good enough relationship inside of the work to to really thrive. And that's worked out really well for us.
0: Okay. So so once you made that switch and you asked at at, at attendees, right, what is it that you wanna learn, right? What's gonna be valuable to you? What was your strategy behind the format and sort of how you presented that information?
1: Yeah, so that's a great question. So whenever we're creating the content and the slides, we we first think about how much time we want this to be, mm-hmm. and then making sure that we're already always considering, you know, really wanting to engage with our audience. So there's probably going to be a lot of questions. We usually have about 30 minutes of questions, no matter how long the webinar is. So adding that buffer time in there, and then making sure that we just approach it from, you know, this is what the problem is, making sure that everyone is educated on the problem. And then here are solutions on ways to ways to, to kind of tackle that pretty simple approach, but it works Mm -hmm. fairly well.
0: Okay. So it sounds like this, your strategy, which I think is a really smart one is just to put the audience first, build everything around who is our audience? What, what do they need? What's going to give them the most value and let that drive everything from what you're talking about to how you're talking about it
1: exactly and i mean that's that is really the strategy that we've we have tried to approach everything here at supply pike whenever we're building products we work very close. like building our software we work really closely with our customers so it was almost silly that we weren't doing that with our marketing strategy as well
0: yeah it's kind of an interesting phenomenon right like you ha- you, you have something like a a webinar or whatever and maybe your first impulse is like What an awesome opportunity to foreground us and our products, right? We just need to get that out in front of everybody. But as you guys learned, and I probably not surprisingly so, is like, no, actually, that's not what people want when they're going to spend an hour in front of their screen. They don't want an infomercial, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're getting that all day. Like, they, in
0: your personal life, you're probably getting,
1: tons of ads and yeah, commercials and, you know, you're getting interrupted with that stuff all day. And when you're looking for answers, the last thing you want to be is pitch to. Yeah. One interesting thing that we we've actually started doing is that after we've given them information, after we've educated them, we've actually not reserved five minutes, but we let them know at the end of the webinar that we're going to be on the call for on the link for another five to 10 minutes. So we mm. can demo all our software. So if they want to take time, you know, that extra five minutes to just see what we do, Mm -hmm. then they can, but they're also not losing that full hour, that full 30 minutes of education that, that was promised to them.
0: Right. So that's not the bait and switch. That's just, Hey, you know, I, we hope you've enjoyed this all about you, whoever wants to stick around. Cool. No, but no pressure. If if, if you got other things, better things to do, then great. Bye bye.
1: Yeah. If you don't want to see what we do, that's totally fine. It's up to you. And, you know, one thing is we actually have a lot of people will stay on because, you know, they've heard us talking for, you know, however long and are are usually pretty curious and want to figure out, you know, you've told me how to solve this problem, but now how can you help me?
0: Right. And they wouldn't bother attending the webinar in the first place if they weren't at least a little interested in, obviously, not only in how do we solve this problem? But also in supply pike, like they know who you are. They've been to your website. They know exactly what you do. So if they've stayed for the whole webinar and and now you've proven, okay, we're not just trying to scam you or, you know, force this down your throat. Of course, there there are some percentage are going to be at least a little bit interested in like, well, let's take a quick look at, you know, at the the demo. Why not? We have five minutes.
1: Yeah. It's like five minutes. Why not? Like it's easy. And I think- I hope that even that brings value to them.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that probably works because you've earned their trust just in that you know hour or half hour or however long it is. You did what you said you were going to do, right? Exactly. We're going to teach you about X and they come and you taught them about X and they learned something real. And it's just like, it's a pretty simple thing. And yet with you guys, it wasn't immediately obvious, like, oh yeah, that's the, the right path. You kind of had to find your way there. And then once you found it, boom, your webinars are, you know, are, are crushing it.
1: Yeah. And we, we have really strong goals for, you know, increasing the amount of webinars that we do, increasing mm-hmm. our attendees, And we're hoping that, you know, the growth that we've experienced and the success that we've experienced with them will just continue.
0: Say a little bit about the outcomes that you're getting. Because ultimately, like any content marketing, it, it's this is all to drive revenue and grow your business and so on. So what kind of growth have you been seeing so far from these webinars?
1: so we were able to increase our inbound demos by about 200% whenever we started to really hit our stride with these and it really impacted even the other channels because we started getting more brand recognition people were you know talking to their friends in the the industry about us you know they were asking their their brokers and whenever we did cold Outbound outreach, you know, they'd be like, "Yeah, I have attended a webinar viewer, so I am mm-hmm. interested in doing a demo." So the impact was was definitely felt pretty immediately, in in the amount of demos we were getting in inbound. But then over time, we saw that it was just having a great impact on our our brand.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome! That's awesome. Just when you do content marketing the right way, it can really pay dividends.
1: And you know the the SEO that we're we're starting to we have built from doing these, you know, putting just putting that content out there and letting it set and continue, you know, we'll post the recordings after, after the event. And we've seen pretty great success for that. You know, people are still finding it, they're watching it and mm-hmm. engaging with us even after the event is, you know, been completed for months.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. It sounds like you guys are just getting a ton of value from that. So final thoughts. What's something you've learned over the past couple of years that our listeners can use to help uh, boost engagement with their audiences?
1: We talked about it a lot on our conversation, but I really think putting the user, putting your customer first is very important um, in marketing, especially, you know, you, you need that in product development and in services, but whenever you're you know, considering how do I engage with my customer, you know, how can you bring the most value to them is, is probably the most important thing
0: yeah no doubt it bears repeating right it It's so interesting, I think, like on the one hand, that seems so obvious, and yet it's something you need to constantly work at. You know, we all do. We all need to constantly work at. just when you're deep in your own business and running it, it's easy to kind of lose sight of that sometimes.
1: I think sometimes, you know, as a company, you can think, oh, I need to bring the most value to my customers and product. But if you in product or customer service or, you know, a lot of the more customer facing, not necessarily lead generation, but we've approached the same strategy with our outbound marketing. So in Mm -hmm. our cold emails, including links to helpful articles, um, including links to gated content and found that people are a lot more likely to engage with us if we were able to to educate them and to, to give them something rather than just saying, Hey, do you want to book a demo? Providing right. them some sort of statistics or help makes them more likely to, to talk to us.
0: Right. You get, you got to give first in, in order yeah. to get, and if you do give first, then you'll, you'll reap the rewards. Exactly. Well, Melody, thank you so much for your time and for a really great conversation. I really enjoyed it.
1: I really appreciate you having me, Jeremy, this was a great conversation. Hopefully you can have me again sometime
0: Thanks for listening and staying engaged.